This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network. Learn more at trine.edu. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Onliners Podcast, a podcast that dives deeper into the exciting world of online education, featuring myself, Kirsten, and my colleague and good friend, Cody. Hi, everyone. We are two higher education professionals at Trine Online, a team within Trine University located in Angola, Indiana. Thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome to the Onliners Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Today, Cody and I will be talking about online learning trends. We reviewed many different resources and picked 10 to discuss with you today. Staying on top of trends in the field helps education professionals develop their knowledge base, but it also serves a purpose in the classroom. Trends help bring new and exciting ways to connect coursework to the course learning outcomes. Imagine learning about the subject you like the least in the most boring and mundane way. Are you going to be engaged? Does this remotely sound like fun? Probably not. So now imagine learning the same subject in a new way that is exciting and different. Trends have the potential to transform dreaded or difficult learning situations into experiences that can positively impact students. I recall a few dreaded courses in my undergrad program that I just can't imagine loving. Thinking back, it would really be interesting to see how these trends could have impacted my attitude about the course and also improved my learning experience. So starting with number 10, we're going to be talking about applied learning. Applied learning is more or less the practical application of learning concepts. Maybe it is building a scale model of a bridge for an engineering project, or maybe it is having students write a report as a consultant for an organization on how that company can be successful in implementing organizational change. Applied learning can involve cooperative learning, service learning, or simulations, just to name a few. Cooperative learning is when students work together to complete an assignment. According to study.com, start quote, one example of a very popular cooperative learning activity that teachers use is Jigsaw. This is where each student is required to research one section of the material and then teach it to the other members of the group, end quote. Service learning is real-world application of the learning objectives. Perhaps your students are majoring in nonprofit management. Have them work on projects for a local nonprofit organization that aligns with the course learning objectives. And finally, simulations. A simulation can be a demonstration video of a hip replacement surgery or building a bridge. The possibilities are really endless. At Trine, our undergraduate online business students complete a business simulation course upon graduation where groups of students work together to manage a high-tech company. In this simulation, students make key decisions that impact the company in terms of research, development, marketing, production, and finance. Those sound like effective ways to learn more about a field without the stress of the real world. I, I really like that. Number nine is expanded features and learning management systems. An LMS can provide opportunities to incorporate other learning trends on our list, such as mobile learning and microlearning. An LMS is great for tracking progress and providing significant engagement opportunities for students. Trine University uses Moodle as its learning management system. Moodle offers opportunities for engagement with videos, audio, written modules, discussion, and more. The hope is to connect the students with the materials in multiple ways to provide the best possible learning experience. Number eight is social learning. Education experts say that students who collaborate and have the opportunity to learn from their peers are more successful. 
One group says that social learning means less assistance from a facilitator. In some situations, that may be true, but group projects can require a lot of preparation up front from the facilitator to ensure that the learners know the expectations in these learning scenarios. Number seven is video learning. This form of learning gives students the opportunity to watch a process take place. For some students, videos are significantly more engaging than reading textbooks. Videos can make for a satisfying experience while also learning. If I'm given the choice between the two formats, nine out of 10 times, I will always choose reading. However, I recently learned how to French braid hair because of YouTube. I had struggled with French braiding for so many years that I just gave up on trying to figure it out. A few months ago, my daughter approached me with a YouTube video and said, Mom, if you watch this video, I think you could learn to French braid. So I did what any mom would do and watched the video. And ever since then, French braiding my daughter's hair has become second nature to me. You can learn to flush your water heater, plug in an electric car, or even enjoy yoga via YouTube and other video-based platforms. There are so many ways we have benefited from this form of education, it only makes sense to include it in online education. Number six is a fun one, gamification. What if a course were a game? What if weekly assignments were different levels to conquer? What if you learned concepts of science while playing a game? This is exactly what gamification means. Gamification is a different way to motivate and satisfy students as they learn. Education in this format is not business as usual. It is exciting and changing. It could also be the reason students stay at a university because they are successful in their learning and the content is significantly more engaging. One university made a game out of evolution and adaptation. The students proceed through the game. There are four levels with increasing adaptations and difficulty. The concepts are learned while also encouraging the student to continue playing until the skills are mastered. These types of gaming strategies are successful because students are challenged in a fun way to do better. So we are halfway through our list. Number five is mobile learning. Most of us are attached to our phones and can't leave home without them. They've become a necessity for our daily lives. So why aren't they used more for education? Some organizations are already providing education through mobile apps and learning platforms like the American Red Cross. Anyone can learn what to do for varying emergencies by working through their educational app. Learners don't need to take the required class to learn the material. What if universities considered this option, or maybe some already do? We recognize that many learning management systems like Canvas and Moodle are already available on mobile devices. But what if it went a step further to be more than just the basic functions? What if it became an experience like the phenomenon Pokemon Go? If you aren't familiar with Pokemon Go, it's a location-based augmented reality game that has users tracking down creatures with their mobile devices. As users find a creature, the app collects it and the user is rewarded accordingly. What if education did this? That's a really great idea and it leads us right into number four, extended reality. Extended reality is an overarching term for virtual, mixed, augmented, and immersive realities. These different technologies give students opportunities to learn new skills and concepts in a potentially virtual world. Imagine a criminal justice course where students can engage in a crime scene, logging in and finding evidence. Imagine an engineer diagnosing issues with the structure of a building or a parking garage. What about in the health field? Students engaging in a surgery without putting anyone at risk. 
In some learning environments, this is already being done. There are countless opportunities for growth in this sector. At Trine Online, we are actually exploring these ideas for future learning opportunities in our online courses. The next one might be a little scary, or maybe that's just me. Number three is data tracking. Data is useful for many reasons, as I'm sure we all know. What it means for education is the data from training systems is used to adapt to the students' needs. The technology tracks where mistakes happen and where they are challenged. Consider this, a student is taking a course on the Microsoft suite of programs like Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and Access. The student advances through the first three programs receiving high marks. When it comes to Access, the student struggles, often missing questions on the quizzes. The comprehensive practice exam and final could presumably use that data and offer more review questions over access where the student has struggled. Data tracking can be a little frightening at times due to privacy concern, but if the data is used appropriately, it can successfully educate students in a more adaptive way. We are almost to the end. Can you believe it? What do you think these last two are? I think number one will be a complete surprise. I know it was for me. So number two is microlearning. Microlearning is exactly what it sounds like. Small amounts of learning. Short, focused learning modules are much easier for students to digest, especially as attention span seems to be decreasing. Microlearning is also flexible for any format, mobile, video, desktop, and probably more as technology develops. Honestly, some podcasts are short enough to be considered microlearning. Okay, so here we are at the end of our list of online learning trends for 2021. Before we tell you the number one trend, let's review our list. Number 10, applied learning. Number nine, learning management systems. Number eight, social learning. Number seven, video learning. Number six, gamification. Number five, mobile learning. Number four, extended reality. Number three, data tracking. Number two, micro learning. And here it is, number one, drum roll please. AI tutors. This is one that I didn't see coming. AI tutors are the next big thing in online education. I'm sure you've probably seen them on any website from Verizon to Lowe's. These artificial intelligence chatbots, as they are called, are being used now in online learning in addition. Chatbots are supposed to help enhance training and help learners find materials with ease. Moreover, it is a personalized form of education that can assist student learning effectively. Well, that's it. That's our list for 2021 online learning trends. We hope you found this episode informative. Do you agree with this list? Would you like to suggest future content? Please email us at theonlineers at trine.edu. Remember to follow us on Facebook also. We appreciate all of our listeners. We hope you turn into our next episode next month. And you can find all of our source material on our website. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network. Learn more at trine.edu.